want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now. Because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. And we are coming to you for the first time live at brand new Burner Cigar Studio. Burner's is the home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world world. Great people, premium cigars. Life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village, and we uh, thank them for being our sponsor. We'll be talking about them more and more throughout uh, the uh, year. We hope to start your Monday afternoon to inspire, inform, and entertain, because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. This is 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Known and you are listening to Local Biz Now. And if it is WSIC, your business matters. And I am here every Monday afternoon, and I have a co-host with me to help carry the load this month. You should know him. He's been in and around the block. He has officially been awarded one of the celebrity <laughs> co-hosts of the Local Biz Now show. He is my friend, Will hit, whether he will admit it or not, founder of uh, Charlotte's most reliable IT service, Shared Resources, James Sanders. James, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm grateful to be here. But um... What did you do with the complimentary cigars? <laughs> Are you keeping them for yourself? Because I didn't get one yet. Okay, okay. First of all, there's nothing complimentary about cigars. I am supplying a delicious, delectable entire humidor in the lobby of our brand new studio. Is anyone watching that or is that like a... No, there is no lock on it. Okay. All right. The honor system. I love the honor system. Now that I'm looking at you, I might have... I didn't think about that until I see the smile on six or seven. That's not unreasonable. No, 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 what? no, no, no. You need to ask. What if I do have, a real good job? You need to have written permission oh. from the owner of the station to grab one of the cigars from our very own 10-year anniversary local biz now humidor. Oh, I, did, I saw that humidor. It's really cars. nice, too. Someone put it some time and effort nice. into that. They did. Sweet, really very nice. sweet, yes. So, But thank you for noticing that. Uh, you know I like smoking cigars, so uh, it'll be, it'll be I fun like burners. to have sponsors. I like burners. They got a great selection there. I have so, not seen you sit down and burn one uh, what? in quite a long time. Oh, good gracious. I love that place. Do you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, James. Yes. Can we get to business now? If we have to. Okay, okay. So, shared resources... What is it? We are a managed service provider. That means that we provide technology solutions and do as much as we can on the front end to avoid the downtime and expenses on the back end. Uh, yeah, so we take care of small like business. We, we take care of small. <laughs> we take care of small business networks, and and all the small businesses with their technology needs. 
So um, I called you um, about a month ago when I was working the morning show and we talked about the hack that was happening on the city and, and all of that sort of stuff. You are my go-to guy when it comes to, to, to IT stuff. This is getting more and more complicated as we go along. Horrendously. Horrendously complicated. And, and uh, that's the topic of today's list. You know, you always ask me to bring a list in here. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You're not allowed to be the co-host unless you go to the Google and you bring something up. Now, in your case, you like to write your own stuff, don't you? I do, yes. You're publish, just showing off. Publish or perish. <laughs> so, yes. So, walk me through how long has it been that you have been an IT service provider? Because I've known you almost 20 years. Uh, this is year 23, Prior to that, uh, I worked for another company for about a year and a half. Prior to that, the United States Air Force put me to work doing that. So I've got. What did you do for the Air Force? Uh, originally, I was an accountant. Really? Yes, uh, but I hated that job, and found myself uh, twiddling my thumbs trying to find uh, trouble to get into. And I found some ways to automate some of the uh, database work that needed to be done there. And through that automation, they recognized that I had a natural aptitude for technology and. Um, I worked my way out of accounting and into technology. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to work on these. So I'm not the only one that sees you as like a smart dude. Oh, I'm not smart. Then I'm not smart. Is, I'll just, then, I'll just leverage you, the opportunities. That what makes you good at this? Because you are mm. good at it. Mm. I think it's, uh, I'll take that. Thank you. Uh, I think it's the balance. A lot of, the absolute best IT technicians uh don't have a personality, but they're very, very good at what they do. Like golfers. You get a really good golfer, they're not very friendly people, right? Uh, with IT, you get a really a really good IT person, they're not, uh, they're, they're super technical. So there's a balance uh, between being friendly and knowing your stuff, and that's where I fall very, well, very luckily, very gratefully. Okay, let's be clear. You still peculiar. I mean, let, let's just be clear. All right. I mean, don't well, think you hide from that. That's to maintain street credit. When I get in a room with other IT guys, I've been able to talk about the search for extraterrestrials or some something else to waste my time on. So, yeah. I mean, to me, you're still peculiar. Oh, okay. I'll I mean, that's it. a qualification for an IT person. If you say I'm peculiar, that says something. So I will take <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. And that would explain <laughs> my pot that would explain my reward. My award well, well, that's of, the, true. of the, less, the left shoe, so yeah. I forgot. What was your reward? I forgot exactly what the title of that was. Do you remember? I just know it's your left shoe, and I, I try every <laughs> once in a while, I try it on. It is my yes. left shoe. Yeah, your left shoe award. That's right. It yeah. sure is. Yeah. yeah. But I have something for you. You do? And, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to bring this to you for uh, quite some time. Oh, I know really? that you like... I like gifts. I know that you what? like cigars. Yes. Oh, and so whoa. here's Mr. Punch, and I know you like bobbleheads. Where did you get these from? This is a Punch logo, Mr. Punch himself. Limited what? edition. Nice. Yes, for your bobblehead collection. Nice. Don't, you have, you, you so have a bobblehead of yourself, don't you? No. What do you have a bobblehead I of? bought, <laughs> I made, I created bobbleheads of everybody at WSIC about eight or nine years ago and did well, not make go. one for me. Well, the, these are you. Look, it's a jester. These are me. <laughs> It's a jester who likes cigars. That fits. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My uh, pleasure. So you're saying they're limited edition because I can't play with them. 
Because I want to, I want to take them out of the box. Are you gonna be mad at me if I take them out of the box? I'm not gonna be mad at you. They were, okay. yeah, no. Okay, because because yeah. you understand, I like to play with my toys. Likely straight from China. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, I'm gonna play with my bobblehead, but you are going to talk to us about what. Uh, wisdom and technology. You asked me to come in here and talk about technology, but I'd rather talk about wisdom. Really? Yes. Okay. So, uh, did you write this article we're going to talk about when you come back? Yes, I did. Okay. <clears throat> so. You, do you use AI engines yet? I'm saying, like, maybe I should have look up the Google just to make sure you're correct. Just talking about artificial intelligence makes our jobs easy. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. We come back, my friend. We're going to be talking with James Sanders. He's the founder of the most reliable IT service shared resources. If it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We'll be right back. Number one talk business radio show in North Carolina. We are coming to you live from New Burner Cigar Studio, home of premium cigars and cigar smokers. Great people, premium cigars. Life is good at Burner Cigars in Burkdale. Thank you so much for being here. This is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone, and if it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you for the entire week, starting us off right here on Local Biz Now, now because it is what we do at News Talk WSIC. I am here with my co-host for the entire month, James Sanders. He is a founder of uh, Charlotte's Most Reliable IT Service uh, shared resources. James, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So you have put together and delivered to me, which is rare. Most co-hosts don't actually let me see what we're getting ready to talk about. You have delivered to me why wise business outsource technology support rather than hire employees in-house. You're going to tell me why I need to hire a company like you instead of hire somebody like you to be in-house. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. I'm, I'm ready for but, your bullet points. Yeah. Well, uh, well, oh, excuse me. Yeah, but you called me, you call me in here to talk oh, about technology. excuse me. But yes. I want to talk about the wisdom, the word wise in there, right? So uh, I don't know if you know that uh, Bible story. About, no, is uh, this going to be a test? About uh, you know, it's, it's got to be like one of the top 12 <laughs> favorites in the Bible. But, but uh, uh, Solomon has a dream. And God says, hey, ask me for anything. And what does Solomon ask for? He asks for wisdom because he knows he can't run the place by himself. Okay. He's in, he, is, he, is, he expresses his humility and asks God for wisdom. So, Where's that at in the Bible? I but, just thought I'd I test I think you. it's in Kings somewhere. <laughs> if I were to, if I were to, to Google. I bet you Thurman hey, knows. Google. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, uh, you know, it's a direct correlation by any okay. means. But what Solomon recognized was he was not capable of doing it all on his own. And so he asked for wisdom to do it. And Wise, yeah. I will tell you something. This is not just a sales pitch for James to say, use a third party like us. It really is the right thing to do. Uh, the, the evidence of that is when I called you about the 
town getting hacked and, you know, and all the communication and stuff. It got so bad they had to use uh, sticky notes to, <laughs> to, yes. to supply information back and forth. Um, but you led me to believe, and then the town also led me to believe that the solution was like three or four different layers, three or four different third parties coming in to try and protect the town services. So it makes sense that a business should do the same thing. Correct. There was a cybersecurity event, and the person who is the t is on the uh, town's IT staff, as great an IT provider as that person may be, should not have gone alone and did not go alone. So there was some wisdom applied there, and they pulled in outside sources that had more experience than one person did. Right. So okay. uh, first uh, item on uh, why, why is business outsource technology support is cost savings. So you look at the price of, well, we'll take a, we'll a five-person law firm. You hire an IT guy at eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year. That's a big old chunk coming out of there. You're probably right. better off. You can probably outsource it for less than 15000 a year right. and get better support in the long run. Right. So cost savings is there. Okay. Number two, uh, access to expertise. One person cannot know it all. So, uh, you know, there's this guy named And more Marty. and more, that's becoming more obvious. I mean, it, it, it's clear that even you guys work together and, and communicate and that sort of stuff. I work together with direct competitors time and time again because they have something that I need or I have something that they need. Okay. And so it is, it is really a, uh, you know, COVID helped us a great deal with that also. Or we're looking at today's uh, September 11th. Remember, uh, the whole world, well, the whole United States came together at that point. Everybody worked together. We really were working together at that right. point for a long time after that. Um, and COVID came around, and we started working better again, and that's the way it goes. So. Okay. Uh, number three, flexibility. So... If I give me am, an idea what that what that looks like, because a guy like me that doesn't not really an IT guy, what does what does that look like when you say flexibility? Yeah. So I, my best example is that I had a firm out of Mooresville that would do site surveys and bury fiber optic cables for companies. They had a big contract with maybe a, a state or county or something, and one day the contract ended. If they had had the three IT people on staff that they required the attention of at that time, then when that contract had ended, three people would have been out on the street or they would have been carrying the payroll of three people during that time. They would have been sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Instead, they had contracted with us. I had enough staffing. I had probably eight or 12 employees at the time. And so we did a fractional information technology right. provider and uh, we split it between those people. And when that company lost that contract and started to downsize very quickly, they didn't have to worry about IT. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, improved focus. When uh, many, many times, I have a, uh, an attorney down in Charlotte right now, and I met him through his dog. That's another story we won't get into. But the he said, uh, I just, just redid all my IT. You can see it sitting over there on the filing cabinet. <laughs> and Just I looked a over. Alone. Yes, I looked over. <laughs> Sounded Joe like. <laughs> I, I, I looked over and I saw this one PC sitting on a file cabinet without a keyboard, without a mouse, without a monitor, and it had a network cable plugged into it. And it was obviously on, and I thought, to what in the heck has that guy done? Why was he not concentrating on his active cases? instead of trying to figure out IT to get it to the point that it is. I think his dog may have been smarter than him. <laughs> so the so so improve focus, don't worry about the IT. 
pass it off to somebody else, let them deal with it, because we deal with it all, all day long. And, and, and the truth is, if we are all doing our jobs and our industries well, the amount of time and energy and research it takes me to stay on top of small business is all consuming, right? I, I can't add to it. Oh, yes. <laughs> IT you're, work, right? Yeah, you're right. And, and, and that would be the case for anybody in any industry that they're in. How, how many times has someone said to me, James, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you painting? Shouldn't, shouldn't you be out looking for your next client? And I'm painting a wall for the shop that may or may not bring in 150 bucks a day. So, yeah. Uh, and the last one is uh, reduced risk. So the more, the more proficient an IT provider is, the less risk you have. Uh, the more that you want to be an IT provider, the higher risk you are going to have. Can I add one more to your list? Yes, please. Which may... Whoa, 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 whoa. This is well, a, this it's is... not there yet. Let's stop and review what you're about to say. I'm going to put a big old uh, accepted or let's okay. see. Uh, yes okay. over here. No over here. Let's if see. If my additional bullet point is good, I have competed with the Terminator himself. Just well, to be clear see. on that. Let's hear what you have to and say. And James. Yes. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. Joe. I'm gonna have to put that in the no box. Good job, Joe. But let's eight. Hey, but you know what? Reduced, Rick. Where was I going with this? Oh, 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 got it back. Got it back. Got it back. Got it back. The reduced liability is very important. For example, my clients want to know that their information is protected. And if I'm trying to do that in-house, that is much more difficult. And I'm personally liable for that information. But if I am allowing a third party like your company to Who maintains me, the proper cybersecurity uh, um, insurance. That's correct. Just in case. So that liability is very, very helpful for me, which I believe you've missed off this list, which means, boom, there. I'm up there with the Terminator. <clears throat> say it, say it. Uh, Come on, say it. This is because outsourcing companies typically have insurance to cover their liability uh, okay. in case of a data breach or other incident. Right. This can help businesses protect their data and assets. Okay, almost, almost so, got it. But, I, yeah, but you know two. what? Okay, yeah. I got it. But, okay. Uh, hey, at least you're paying attention. I appreciate uh, that. Okay, yeah. yeah but uh, now that's not without going that we know that if we were, when we outsource IT, there's some loss of control. Right, yes. right. Just like when I outsource uh, bookkeeping, there's some loss of control. Or time. Is that probably, well, I, what I like to tell small business people is losing control isn't the actual physical control because you can instruct things to be done the way you want them to be done. It is the time of those things happening. Would you agree with that? Give me that one. Give me that one. I will give you that one. Thank Absolutely. You. Yes, yes. And communication. I mean, it, is, it is a tough, it is a tough <laughs> road with you. Yes. And communication challenges. So if I'm talking to a very high skilled tax accountant, they're probably going to use some terminology that I am unfamiliar with. If I am talking to a person in my company or to myself in my head, I'm probably going to use terminology that I understand. Right. So uh, certainly outsource it for tax preparation. But anyway. Well, this, uh, this, one, this one is important. Like without a guy like you, I cannot communicate what I'm thinking. Like I need you to translate dummy talk, right, <laughs> so yeah. it can actually get done. 
Oh, I see. Yes, you need a translator. Yeah, that's yes, right. Okay, that's absolutely. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. You're right. And then the last one, security risk. When you hire someone, you're you're letting them in. You're letting them into your. Oh, so so a a proper vetting should be done for an IT provider or an accountant or any other subcontractor to contract a position. So that sh- that should be a whole section on how I should check them out because I don't know how to check them out. You could oh, you be a mass murderer. You could be a mass murderer. And you've had me on the radio how many times with you? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Massive Just amount. from a story perspective. <laughs> People would be collecting the videos going, oh, man, he seems so normal. <laughs> He's so They're unassuming. not saying about anybody on this show. So, <laughs> uh, but the, and then there's some pieces that take in it. The, the size of the compl- and complexity of the IT, uh, the specific needs, the budget, uh, the level of control that you need, security risks playing all into it. Thanks, Muddy. Thank you. It. Let's take a break. We come back. Are you going to introduce our guest? I don't I know if you're qualified. To. Oh, I'll try. It's a big, big time. Big time. Ah, oh, so every now and then we get a who's who here on Local Biz Now. And uh, stay tuned and we'll fill you in on who that is. This is Local Biz Now. We'll be right back. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. If it is Monday afternoon, your business matters. And we are here with a spectacular IT professional, James Sanders, the founder of Shared Resources. James, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, it's not about me. Do it's you, about our next guest. There and you l- go. Let me ask you this, Do Joe. you want to introduce him? I absolutely do. Do but, you but have, I have a- what it takes to introduce him properly? <clears throat> I'll sit up straight. Okay. Speak okay. clearly. Because every microphone. now and then we get somebody in here that matters. Today's one of those days. It's absolutely one of those days. Okay. I'm, I'm, I am, I am honored to be in whoa, the room whoa, whoa, with the whoa, two. Whoa. Let me set it up for you. Wilton, give me a little bit of music in the background. Give me a little music. Now, do it. Well, let me ask you a question. Oh, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to set it up, man. What are you doing here? I would like to introduce the world, okay. Joe's world, <laughs> to Commissioner... <laughs> Thurman Ross. <laughs> Thurman, my friend, thank you so much for being. I apologize for that poor, unprofessional introduction, my friend. But thank you so much for being here, buddy. I'm glad to be here. Hey, you well, know, you know, Thurman has been a commissioner 20 years in the town of Cornelius, and he's running again this this year. Let so me just crazy. <laughs> something's, something's wrong at home. No, no, no. You know, you don't notice about Thurman, but I have said because everybody knows I'm I lean conservative, right? I mean, yes. you know, I mean, I'll that's for, why I brought him in here I, I, to make you squirm. No, 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 no. You did. He's going to give great he, answers, and you're going to be embarrassed. He knows. He knows. He's got the title, my title of my favorite Democrat. He knows. Okay. That. <laughs> I love Thurman. I thought we didn't have political parties. Well, you in local you got to know where they lean. It's nonpartisan. That's right. <laughs> Thurman, Thurman said it's nonpartisan. But Thurman, us voters know where you lean. You understand that, don't you, buddy? But I love him, and I'm tell you why. Because he's real and he's genuine. He lets me and the voters know, and uh, uh, the the town of Cornelius know exactly where he stands. That is not the case for most of the. Um, other members. And then I'm going back 20 years. And that's why you and I have always just hit it off. I, I mean, Thurman doesn't come to me and agree with me, right? There is no hidden agenda. <laughs> I have never caught a hidden agenda in all the times. Fact, and I've studied him. Matter of fact, I think Thurman's most favorite uh, uh, words to me are, we don't agree. 
but but he does it in a way I'm like, okay, oh, that's a good place to start from. You, you know? don't have it's, to agree. So thank you, Thurman. I appreciate. It. We didn't. We didn't call you here for politics, but we can't ignore that you really are a community leader, and that matters, right? I mean, there are certain people in this community that we look up to. You, my friend, are are one of those people. So thank you for taking the time to be here, buddy. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Appreciate that, Joe. So w- walk me through, because I've known you for years, r- right? I only years. know you as a commissioner, a friend, and uh, a real estate dude. Is, right. is that fair? Did yeah, I did fair. I get Pretty that? Yeah. Walk me through your real estate business, because we talked years ago where you and your brother used to be in the garbage business. Am, am I right about that? My dad started the garbage business. Business. Okay. My brother's still in the garbage business. Okay. Okay. And I went into real estate. Yeah. And so I've been in the real estate about twenty over twenty years. I've been with a couple of different companies. Now I'm currently with Keller Williams, all around Lake Norman area. So I like I like real estate. I've seen the change from when we first started in politics. Even I go back further than that. But my dad had me out there, wrecking all the yards around the lake. And putting in septic tanks, <laughs> 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 so, and that's when I fell in love with the houses and the, and the construction side, and decided to go into real estate. So, do you do mostly residential, residential stuff? Residential, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do Do you focus on size of homes, or does it matter to you? Uh, where does that work? Because a lot of people I know that've been in the business a long time, they start to narrow their focus on what it is they do. Kind of mid range, mid price range. Yeah, and I try to... Which is people. changing, man. Mid, changing. Mid's a million dollars now, you know. That's true. It's changing. <laughs> I like to deal with first-time homeowners, just to see okay. the excitement, and they challenging them, them getting their houses and working through the process to get to that point. Got it. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to reach you because uh, they're thinking about buying a home, um, how could they reach you? They can reach me through Keller Williams at trkw at, I mean, K, kw dot com at Kelly Williams or Thurman Ross. I try to keep it simple. Thurman Ross at gmail dot com. Okay. Yeah. Just first and last name. No extra characters, anything like that. And if, and if y'all don't know where Thurman is, you just send me an email, send Julie an email, we'll get you in touch with Thurman. Because we always keep an eye on Thurman. We got to know where he is at all times. It's it's best. It's best. I think so, it keeps him yeah, honest. Keeps me honest. So, Accountability. You, you know, one of the things I learned over the years, you know, but it's hard to believe it. I've been doing this show over 10 years. You know, um, people really like to know the personal side of our guest, right? So now you don't got to go back to 1962, but it does sound like you got an interesting life. So your father started a garbage business in the area? Yes, he he started a couple of different businesses. Garbage business, he had a charter bus, charter business, landscaping. And your daddy know, my kind of man, ain't he? Yeah, I don't know if you know anything about Putwood or not. No. You heard that term? No. What's that? <laughs> Say that again. Putwood. Putwood. No, Putwood. I don't. Where you cut down trees and six feet long and take them to the wood. Okay. Wood no, I didn't know huh. that. Yeah. Okay. So we had to do that, get all this pine ink on our fingers when we right. was young. Yeah. There's there's not much of that business left in this no, area. It's not. <laughs> it was child abuse probably did. That's what it I was, was gonna fine. say. It sounded like daddy was making you want to be in the business whether you wanted it or not. Right, right. <laughs> but it was it was all good. Right. Yeah, once I look back on it, it was all good. And so you, you said your brother took over the, the garbage side of business? Over the garbage side of business. I took over the bus charter business. But my dad always told us if that's not what you want to do, you can do something else and you want to try something else. So he always gave us that leeway. And I think he wanted my brother to go into heavy equipment, but then he didn't want to do that. Um and he all gave us a chance to go to college. 
and just do it yourself. You know, do what you want to do. Right. This is the opportunity if you want it. If you don't want it, you can do it yourself. And I can't tell you how exceptional that is that your dad did that. I mm-hmm. mean, that that is a rare treat that you had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were blessed. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, what you're describing is absolutely something that a guy like me just it just warms my heart to hear. You know, is your father still alive? No, he's he's deceased. Yeah, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah, he's my kind of man. You know that, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so okay. So, so um, about twenty years ago, you decided to move out of Daddy's business and start in the real estate, business. real estate business. What what made you want to do that? What was it that moved you in that direction? I've always been fascinated with different houses, just going to look at houses around the lake and things like that, and just see the change from from where it was then to where it is now. The development, um, what we come to know as Cornelius. It used to be, you know, when I first started politics, there was only, what, 1,200 people there? Now, just a right. solid development and try to balance that balance out. Right. It's interesting. What year did you start as a commissioner in Cornelius? 95. 95. Were you even born then? Uh, <laughs> were you? You know, the town hall was built in 99, so he came in in the old town the hall. The old town hall, the three people couldn't stand in the same spot. For <laughs> and and you, had to, you had to take turns bringing in toilet paper because the taxes weren't there and they had not started the annexations exactly. yet. Exactly. And it's so that's my old first school. Annexation of the peninsula when I got on the board. Is that right? No, that what have I got myself into? <laughs> <laughs> now you can't get rid of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it took us two years with that lawsuit, but we got it. Wow, wow. So so let's talk about um, real estate currently today. Like, you know, real estate's been a hobby of mine for years, um, but never would I have thought I bought a home in Cornelius and my property would probably have gone up three, four times from what I bought it from 20 years ago, Thurman. I, I mean, that number just seems to be unreasonably, uh, the, the, the ex, it, it seems to be unreasonable to expect that's going to continue that way. I mean, what are your clients thinking about the values of their homes? They like the value right now, but I think at some point it's going to peak out. I think we're getting close to that area where it's going to peak. And it may be scary. I don't think it can continue to go the way it's going. Even though there is a shortage of housing, they're not set on the market long. But I think it's going to mention the peak, top out. Where are the buyers coming from? Who is it that wants to live on Lake Norman in the Lake Norman area? A lot are coming from Ohio, coming from New York, from California, coming to get a, a all four seasons, be close to the mountains, the water. And just um, pick Canadians. They don't want to be in Charlotte, on the outskirts of Charlotte. And it Canadians has a lot to offer. So, you know, it's funny you say that because you know I got about seventeen thousand people in my database. They're small business buyers, mm-hmm. you know that sort of stuff. And about sixty percent of them want to move to uh, North Carolina, and that's what they tell me is their number one reason for moving is the seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's not taxes or you know it, it is they want four seasons, and they've been told that uh, North Carolina provides that for them. It's kind of surprising that, yeah, yeah. that somebody would move for that reason. Exactly. Yeah. So, so do you work with other um, realtors? Are you a one-man show? I'm a one-man I know show. some's got teams yeah, and that show. sort of stuff. I don't have a team. Yeah. So I it sounds so like well. you like working on the buyer side of, of things. I do. I do. 
The, the buyers that are moving from up north, are their property values up there jumping like ours have? Yes. They're coming down here paying cash or almost cash for their houses. So, yeah. Nice. They get more nice. bang for their buck, so they leave it where they are, where they're coming from. Hmm. Interesting. Which is good for them. Should, does that mean we should go move to Florida? <laughs> we really want to be in Florida where it's really hot. So we don't get the four seasons. Yes. Four seasons. <laughs> so how do you decide when you make a move from one real estate firm to another? Because as a guy outside, they all seem the same to me. It depends on, I look at them after I've been there for a while and see if there's any, any growth potential, any education potential, and whether they have to offer as a client. And it's, it's been some changes, so that's when I decided to move. It's time for me to leave. Right. Yeah. I'm not the one just hump around every couple of years, so I try to stay there for a while. One of the residential challenges that we have here is with the uh, the prices of homes going up, it doesn't leave much for uh, much room for first home buyers, which is what you're shooting for. What are you What are you telling those people? Let's we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back. Let's pick up on that. Okay. First time home buyers. Let's okay. have that conversation. Yeah. Right. I'm looking for affordable housing in Cornelius. Is you what I'm shooting it. for there. You got it. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnon. I'm here with Thurman Roth. He is absolutely the man to know. Local Biz Now will be right back. Oh, you are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnon. You will be inspired, informed, and entertained because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. And if it's Monday afternoon, you're business matters we thank you for listening we are here with my buddy a friend whether he will admit it or not thurman ross he has been in the real estate business in our area in the community for well over 20 years uh and and about that whole time a commissioner <laughs> in cornelius my friend thank you so much for being here we really do appreciate it glad to be here so before the break we were talking about um well it's Two separate issues, right? It's it is. Um, my mind just went blank. First again. time bu- home buyers. First time home buyers and lower income. Lower income. So let's or affordable take, housing. Let's take those one by one, right? So you like focusing on first time home buyers. I used to think years ago, right? A hundred thousand dollars was a big deal. You can't even find a home for a hundred thousand. You can't. You can't. So what does a new home buyer, first-time home buyer, look like? What what profile is that now? It's one, most of them are staying at home with their parents saving money to purchase. And I guess they move back in the house. And then the parents may help them out to, just to get them out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get that. Okay. So that's why we turn home. So um, that's challenging because they have to save a lot more money. It takes a lot more time to get to the house they want, the price point that they can afford. Right. Yeah, so if they don't have a decent job, it really sucks. It, it's and, really. And not only that, but interest rate now has changed drastically the amount I can afford, right? It, it, it has, yeah. But at some point in time, you got to bite the bullet. Regardless of the interest rate, houses are still selling. So you just pick your time when we get everything right in terms of your down payment, things like that, and then, then bite the bullet. So... What advice do you give these? I'm assuming they're younger people. Uh, I mean, if you're saying they got a really good job, Thurman, they they're not young anymore. They're they're gonna be about thirty, right? Yes, they they're getting to be a little bit older. Yeah, you know, twenty years they still have a lot of disposable. They may not want to live in a single family home, so they may be tend to go to the city and live. And then See, once that burns out, 
they begin to get married, take things a little bit more serious. And then you have two incomes. Right. Okay. So you you stepped right. into where I wanted to go here, right? Which is like, w- when do you help advise them rent or time to buy? How how do you? What are the pieces to decide how to do that? Depends on how mature they are and where they are in their life in terms of their early twenties. You know, to me, you can't tell too many twenty things, twenty years, anything. Right. They have all the answers. So as they get older... Oh, they, I got one. I, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as they get a little bit older, they look at life differently, and they want to settle down, have a family. And so that's when they get serious about savings, and they really want their first time home. Got it. That is surprising. That I mean, I literally remember buying my first home when I was 17 years old. My mom had to sign... Uh, for, for, for me what did you do that. that you had to leave when you were 17? No, no, no. It was just a rental property. It was No, I lived with my mama till I was 27 years okay. old. No, <laughs> I'd, I'd still be living with my mama if my wife would let me. <laughs> okay, so so that's first-time homebuyer. Now let's talk about affordable housing because that's a whole nother area, right? That's a um, whole nother area, affordable housing. Then what's affordable? It depends on who you're talking to. Right. Because everybody has different incomes and as what's affordable to them. And I'm just cheap. Yeah. I'm just so cheap, so cheap, I want a low, what's, what's yeah, I want a low dollar amount ha- yeah. home. And then in Cornea, that's a big issue in Cornea, so I don't know how we address it. I know one business owner, what he did, he brought a house because his employees could not afford to live in the area. So he brought a house and then in turn rented it back out to them. Oh, so that's that's nice, cool, innovative, yeah. for they just so they can stay in the area. Interesting. He turned into a that's duplex. a great investment for him too. Right. Yeah. So it takes care of itself, and then they're going to come to work. Well, for me, I've always thought the solution is for towns to get together. In other words. Listen, it doesn't. Uh, okay, I live in Cornelius, right? And I, and it'd be nice to support, you know, the small business owners in in Cornelius. But honestly, the the small business owner in Huntersville or Davison or Mooresville, uh, uh, even if you if you want to take a good look at it, maybe even Troutman. But but to get all the towns together to come up with some solutions, I think is a better way to solve this than each town trying to come up with a solution. Because this is very expensive any way you cut it. It is very expensive, yeah. Even the city of Charlotte, all the money they got for affordable housing, they don't have the answers, solutions. They have plenty of money for it, but they don't know what how to spend it or what's the best program that's going to get big bang for the bond. And help the people. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, because what, this is a long-term solution, solution for, you know, I mean, you're talking to a guy that had many, many restaurants inside office, but I have well over 175 employees uh, in restaurant. And believe me, I, I absolutely, one of the things I used to do, and I was so proud of this, even to this day, this is 20, 30 years later, right, you know, uh, um, doing this, I used to, most of my restaurants are inside office buildings. Mm-hmm. I would literally find the closest apartment to that office building, and I would rent a couple apartments for my managers and and key employees to be able to live in. And it really did make the difference for them to have good, happy lives. That requires employment people to really think about it. But it really, you know, now I pat myself on the back, look how smart it is. But the truth is, good employers were doing that 7,500 years ago, you know, opening up manufacturing plants and then making sure they had good places to live. Yes, Somehow we gotta we gotta get back to that. But can the business afford it with the way things are expensive for them as well? Right. So you look at their costs and their overhead and their employees, it's it's tough. Yeah. But then if we don't have the affordable housing, who's gonna work the service jobs? Right. Yeah, so it's a domino effect. 
Okay, so do, do you think it's uh, do you think it's plausible to get four or five towns together to salute to solve the problem? What would what would be involved politically for that to happen? Put the egos aside and come together for a common cause and really address the issue. And, and the only together. commissioner I know that can do that is a commissioner that don't carry his ego on his shoulder, <laughs> and that's Thurman Law. Wrong. Amen. 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 But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any hidden agendas. I'm not trying to move to another step. Now that move up. Now, now, Sound now clip. That, now that I've helped you, uh, you know, <laughs> now I'm going to hurt you by asking you a question that there is no easy answer to, right? Okay. And that is commercial development, right? Um, I really supported strongly the um, flex use stuff on Bailey Road. I like that kind of stuff. It supports small business. To me, it really fits, right? Um, the the mayor that I'm supporting, um, uh, uh, Bill, uh, 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 how do you say Bill? Bill Billado, right. Uh, Sorry, Bill, for that. Dennis, sorry, sorry about that, Dennis. M messed up your name, Dennis. Uh, anyways, um, Dennis did not support that, right? So it's not a it's not a voting issue for me. It really is this this uh, Cornelius resident issue for me, and the fact that I know small business so well. I'm curious, where do you come down on all these different types of development? Because for me, it's not development good, you know what I mean? No development bad. It is specific to me, each development you have to look at and you have to discern whether it works um, for the community at the time. Well, walk me through that. Uh, you've had to find the balance in that, and it's tough. But I think in finding the balance, you got to bring the community on the front end, depending on the area you're looking at, along with the developer, because you don't want the developer to go and spend a lot of money and then bring it to the community. Because that's what's that's happening what, now. And that's what gets the friction, because they don't know it to the last minute after you invest a lot of money. So you really got to work with and find a balance. If there is a happy solution. Everybody's not going to get what they want. But I think he can do it in such a way that everybody gets some of what they want and benefits the town. So you, you just hit on it. So you know, I, I want to just pop some people on the back of the head because they missed this point. And the point is, don't ask me to spend because that's what's happened. Hundreds of thousands of dollars before you approve it. Right. There's got to be a way to get some type of of comfort level for the developer and then they're willing to go through the process and make that happen. I've got a I've got a, a client of mine um down on Catawba Avenue 73, excuse me, um that that opened up a venue, a wedding venue. They had to spend $222,000 before they even knew if they were going to be allowed to actually mm. open. Now imagine that. I mean, that mm -mm. kind of stuff, Thurman, just makes it impossible for a small business guy like me to think, does anybody really know what's happening here, understand how difficult that is? It's very difficult. And so it, 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 it leads to developers don't want to come and do business there. And it hurts right. everybody. Because you have to find a really balance with residential and commercial or businesses for the tax purposes. But it's tough, and I feel for developers spending all this money up front, and they don't know if it's going to get approved. Right, right. And, of course, you know, last time around, everybody got bumped, and then I don't think we ended up with anything any better. You know, so it's, <laughs> so it, it, somehow we have to know what to expect. 
um, before we start voting for people. I think that's really important in this in this process. Uh, it's kind of why I like you, buddy, because you you're a known quantity. I know exactly right. where you stand. Established. I might, have, I might have to beat Thurman on the back of the head a couple, a couple of times, times. But, but we don't have to agree. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But I'm not going to vote. Just based on getting a vote in the next election. I'm not going to make it right. based on that. Because I think you're doing a town harm and you're not true to yourself or the citizens. Well, I think you being genuine <laughs> is absolutely why people that are interested in buying some real estate ought to, ought to consider a Thurman and people thinking about who to vote for. And Cornelius, you also are the guy uh, for that as well, my friend. As, uh, as so. always, it is, it is a pleasure to talk with you, buddy. Thanks. Do you have one final question you want to ask this man? Because you blew the intro. So do you want to try and Take do a out. better job? You better hurry up because we don't got but about 40 seconds. Your hesitation leads me to believe you can't do it. You just can't uh, do it. What, what is the number one, number one thing wrong with the town right now that you would Ooh. want to address? And you ain't got but 20 seconds to tell me. The town to address? <laughs> yes. Um, I would say it's traffic. The traffic. traffic. And, we'd, and we would address that by going to the DOT and asking for something? Well, I think it's done pretty good so far in terms of working with the DOT and what's coming up. But it still needs some more money. And I don't know if this pot is big enough for us to get mm. the money. Thank gotcha. you, my friend. Thank you. Thurman Ross, really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. You Thank are you, listening Thomas. to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. If it's Monday morning, say it, James. Say it, say it. Your business matters. Yeah. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.